I'm wondering at what point Twitter became an Intel op because it was an Intel op. Uh, they were hiring FBI agents frequently. And they had people who helped construct the Russia hoax, pretending to scan for disinformation. It turns out that uh, the lawyer, who, according to Elon Musk, was filtering what Musk got to see and therefore got to release uh, in the first drop of information that Musk released, internal communications at Twitter, uh, was, well, central to all of that, the Russia hoax and more. And now rumors are that he decided to destroy and delete some of the evidence that could have been helpful, and Musk continues to release information that's vital. And what it shows is unmistakable weekly coordination between the government and that social media company. And I'm here to tell you, if you think that Google and YouTube and Facebook aren't doing the same thing, you are far more, let's say, I don't know, willing to suspend disbelief than maybe some of us. So the question is, are we here to believe that the government doesn't do this with other media? That it's only social media in which they do this? Oh, and they did it in social media. Tucker Carlson talked with the lady who runs Libs of TikTok about her shadow banning and asked her if she knew that some of this was going on. Hi, Tucker. Great to be back. Um, Yes, I absolutely sense that I was being censored. Um, I have a very large account. Um, I I never was able to trend, and now we find out I was on a trend blacklist. And I have my own story about this. Uh, After the election, or no, I think it was just, no, it was after the election. I lost about 80,000. Well, I had 80,000 followers. I lost 50,000 of them in a couple of days. And I went from regularly seeing retweets in the 2,000 to 3,000 number to I'm really lucky, really lucky to get 200. And Elon Musk says he's going to step in and figure this out and give people a chance to appeal if we're being shadow banned. But there's all sorts of shadow banning going on. And it's the shadow banning of stories. I'm here to tell you. And we'll put the, we'll put the proof to this. With the help of Bulwark Capital Management, knowyourriskradio.com, I'm here to tell you that you live in a controlled media environment. The Todd Herman Show is 100% disapproved by big pharma, technocrats, and tyrants everywhere. From the high mountains of free America, here's the Emerald City Exile, Todd Herman. Today is the day the Lord has made, and these are the times through which God has decided we shall live. Imagine what we know now about Victor Boot. And imagine what we don't know about the deal. See, Right Scoop, the Right Scoop, has the uh, has NBC News reporting that the figurehead was given the opportunity to have released either Paul Whelan or Brittany Griner. And that's the way they wrote the story. And then they stealth edited it. 
meaning they didn't come out and say, hey, we're making this change. Here's why. We have new information. They just changed the story to match right up with what the figurehead said about this, that it was either it was Brittany Griner or it was no one. And this, of course, is how the figurehead speaks about Brittany Griner. Brittany is, uh, is an incomparable athlete, a two-time Olympic gold medalist for Team USA. She endured mistreatment in a show, at a, in a show trial in Russia with characteristic grit and incredible dignity. She represents the best America, best about America. It is across the board, everything about her. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's, I know it's hard to read a teleprompter, um, Joe. Sorry, figurehead. And she hates America. There's that. And she gets to do that. We used to be a free country. And we're still free if it's going to be hating America or standing against the word of God or pretending biology doesn't exist, etc. But that man speaks those words when up the street, there has been a two-year show trial. Oh, there have been some people who deserved some sentences. Stuart Rhodes and Kelly Meggs aren't two of them. They're facing 86 years in prison for seditious conspiracy. Uh, Stuart Rhodes was never in the Capitol. Kelly Meggs was there for 17 minutes, in which time he prayed. He took some pictures, and then he helped defuse a situation that could have been deadly and may have saved lives. Harry Dunn, the officer, was in a tense situation with his M4 carbine. And, and multiple witnesses, not to, not to mention the fact that there's video of all of that, show that Meg's diffused that. 17 minutes he was there. And now he gets 86 years in prison because they're pretending that they were trying to uh, you know, perform a coup. The details I just gave you came from Julie Kelly's reporting. Any other media could pick that up. Uh, anyone at NBC, MSNBC, CNN, New York Times, Seattle Times, LA Times, The Hill, anyone could pick that up, but they won't because you live in a controlled media environment. Uh, there are exceptions. Clearly, there's exceptions, or we would know nothing of this. But I'm here to tell you as well that your favorite talk show host in radio, there are instances where your favorite talk show hosts are not allowed to say things. I'm talking about conservative talk shows. And those hosts, there's things that they are not allowed to say because you live in a controlled media environment. Now, there are, again, exceptions I will continue to say that Tucker's show is so successful, Tucker Carlson's, because he lives within the exception. He is perhaps the exception. But let's think again about what the news coverage would be if Orange Man Bad had done this trade. With all that was said about Orange Man Bad, let's think again about how this would be treated. And let's think about... The Twitter-style shadow banning as applied to the Mockingbird media. Let's think about the banning of experts who disagree with the narrative on Mockingbird media interviews, just like on Twitter. Your Mockingbird media, most of it is just as controlled as Twitter was, and I'm wondering how many many FBI agents work there. The, uh, man, oh man, I was just reading about um, Sam Bakeman-Fried. Apparently, he's decided to go visit Congress. He wasn't going to be subpoenaed. Uh, Maxine Waters made it clear they weren't going to subpoena their favorite uh, fund, you know, fundraiser or fund provider, Sam Bakeman-Fried, 
of FTX, infamy. He's going to go. He's probably not under any threat of anything. He's still not been arrested. <laughs> still walking around free, having stolen, a, you might look at it as $30 billion. I think the number is more like 10. And this is just the nature of things right now. And there's a bunch of options. I mean, he was so tied up now. We're learning that he had Stripe selected to do anti-fraud measures. That's one of Jack Dorsey's companies. And so Jack Dorsey was the guy who started Twitter and ran it for many years. So mobbed up. But there is a reality. We have to deal with the fact that that mobbed up system exists. We don't like it, but it exists and it's everywhere. So the degree that we can work within it, and in, in, a, in, a, in a way of stewarding our money that's godly, it's kind of what we have to do. Zach Abraham at Bulwark Capital Management is a fantastic guide for doing that because you hear him week after week after week come on with new information about how mobbed up things are, how insane in his mind Jim Cramer is. There's no recession. We're in a recession. So you can keep your money in a mattress. You can keep it in a gun safe. You can buy lands and hope to get cash flow out of that, or you could go to Bulwark Capital Management. My suggestion, before the end of the year, which is looming, find out if your portfolio will withstand the chaos economy. Is it built for that? Is it risk management focused? Because that's Bulwark Capital Management's obsession, risk management. Just call them at 866-779-RISK. That's 866-779-RISK, or go to knowyourriskradio.com. The government compels me to tell you that the investment advice can't be given under the client service agreement of our capital management investment advisor, representative of Czech Financial LLC and SEC Registered Investment Advisor. Ah, actually, they compel Zach to compel me to say that. And I do it because I don't want my brother to get in trouble with the feds for not saying that sentence. So the same dynamic that exists in Twitter is easily observable in the Mockingbird media. You look at the experts that we have on in this program um, and on others, to be fair, that look at the COVID flu. They've all turned out to be right. From the Great Barrington Declaration we had on three years ago, they were right. From McCullough and Atlas and um, Ethical Skeptic and Scott Jensen and Ryan Cole. And they've, all, they've all been proven right about what they said. Those people cannot get on the Mockingbird media. Those are the same people who were banned by Twitter. Suspended by Twitter. Ain't that a hoot? Isn't that what we call pattern recognition? Because it is pattern recognition. And the indispensable Chris Bray, and this is something so interesting about writers and great writers. You've heard me talk many, many times um, about an experiment where they put people, in fact, we've run the audio of putting people in room, and it's the, the, the study where um, there are a few plants in the room, or there's many plants in the room and some actual study subjects, and they're told to find the longest line, and all the plants vote for the shortest line. It was called the ash line study is what it was. And Chris Bray reminds us of that as he talks about how the party is convincing those of us who see the truth that we're crazy. And this is the this is the job he sees it of Twitter and the psyop that is Twitter and the psyop that is Facebook in my judgment and we know Twitter was a psyop my judgment Facebook is in great deal I know YouTube is they admit it 
they, they work with the World Health Organization and others to force you to see only their approved content, which is propaganda. But he quotes a book, this Chris Bray. Uh, it, it's a book called The Weaponization of Loneliness, How Tyrants Stoke Our Fear of Isolation to Silence, Divide, and Conquer. And he makes a great point that in this ASH study where people were watching as, as, as people in the room are choosing what was obviously the shortest line and eventually everybody gave in. One guy said, you're crazy. Those are th- this is clearly the longest line. And the second time around, he said, I still think this is longest. And then the third time, he gave up. And this is the way Chris, Chris Bray compares this. He says, that's the way social media has worked so hard to prevent full and entirely open discussion of themes like a woman is an adult who is biologically female or I support President Trump. They want the people who think those things to think that they're marginal, to think they've chosen the wrong line length, to fall in line with the group. They want to prevent people with widely shared views from perceiving that their views are widely shared. You can't think this stuff, you freak. Look around you and see how other people view the world. They don't view it the way you see it. You're isolated. Your beliefs are marginal. People are going to dislike you, given how much of an outlier you are. It's a great observation. And it's an elegant way of describing the gaslighting of Americans into shutting up about what we can see with our own eyes. That's why I continue to say, I know the 2020 election was rigged. I think it was stolen. I can prove it was rigged. Anyone who's read the, uh, the, the, the Twitter files knows it was rigged. Anybody who saw that COVID was the election and the election was COVID knows it was rigged. Did they successfully steal it? I contend that they did. Now, that's Twitter. Back to Twitter. That's Twitter blocking that. That's Twitter working with the Department of Homeland Security and the FBI in advance to make sure that people like me, with some expertise in the area, I would add, since we're all about credentialism, I have a little bit of expertise in national elections and on on political data, more than most people on the political data front. That's when my shadow banning started. No, it's when my shadow banning got bad and when they stole all those followers from me on Twitter. But that's Twitter. Let's go back to the Mockingbird media. What if President Trump had released a guy like Victor Boot for an athlete? And let's forget Brittany Griner's uh, politics, which are abhorrent, and for America hating, which is nauseating. Let's focus on just an athlete. And how would the Mockingbird media have reported this? See, this piece we're about to play, this little clip from 60 Minutes, it's all over conservative social media. I presume it's not all over liberal social media. It could be and maybe should be all over the Mockingbird media. In fact, it should be. 60 Minutes took a good, hard look at Victor Boot. This is who he is. Victor Boot, uh, in, in my eyes, um, is one of the most dangerous men on the face of the earth. On the face of the earth. Without a doubt. Mike Braun, the former chief of operations for the U.S. Drug Enforcement Administration, told us Boot first exploded on the scene in war-torn West Africa in the late 1980s. Elevating bloody conflicts from machetes and single-shot rifles to... AK-47s, not by the thousands, but by the tens of thousands. So he weaponizes civil war in Africa. He transformed these young adolescent warriors into uh, 
insidious, mindless, maniacally driven killing machines that operated with assembly line efficiencies. Now 43, boot from the Soviet Republic of Tajikistan, is a mystery man who reportedly served in the Soviet Air Force and Intelligence Service. The U.S. has indicted him on four terror-related charges, including conspiracy to kill Americans. What makes him a threat to the United States? He is a shadow facilitator. He's arming not only designated terrorist groups, uh, insurgent groups, but he's also arming very powerful drug trafficking cartels uh, around the globe. Taking advantage of Russian military contacts at the highest levels and the collapse of the Soviet Union, federal prosecutors allege Boot essentially became a one-stop shop offering an unlimited supply of stockpiled Cold War weapons to bad guys around the world, including Charles Taylor of Liberia, who's now on trial for war crimes. According to the U.S. indictment, Boot had a unique selling point when it came to weapons trafficking. A fleet of cargo airplanes capable of transporting weapons and military equipment anytime, anywhere. More than 60 planes in all, his own private air force. Those Russian aircraft uh, were built like flying dump trucks. He could move this stuff and drop it with pinpoint accuracy to any desert, to any jungle, to any other remote place in the world, right into the hands of what I refer to as the potpourri of global scum. <laughs> I gotta give him credit. That's a pretty good line. The potpourri of global scum. I'll take that one. That's, that's a pretty good line. And back to the topic at hand. How would that have been reported? Had that been President Trump, how would that have been reported? We go now to CNN breaking news. Washington, D.C. rocked by scandal. President Trump, still facing charges that he's in the pockets of Vladimir Putin, has freed a notorious arms dealer responsible for increasing the deaths in civil war. Charges of racism now that it was black and brown people killed in exchange for an athlete. We go now live to Washington, D.C. Brett, thank you. Live from the White House, critics have often claimed that President Trump is far too close to Russian President Vladimir Putin. That argument added steam today after Trump released a notorious arms dealer and Russian oligarch funded arms dealer responsible for increasing the death toll in civil wars in largely black nations. Still struggling with charges of overt racism and a too close a connection to Vladimir Putin, president of Russia. President Trump has now seen the walls closing in further as news has come out that he had a choice. Release a, um, a, a Marine, United States Marine from Russia or an athlete. He chose the athlete and in exchange, an international arms dealer released previously accused of killing Americans. We go now live to Washington, D.C., where Remicio Romero has the story outside the Department of Justice, where career public officials say they are shocked that Victor Boot has been released from custody. Some of them say it runs the risk of politicizing the Department of Justice as well as federal courts in their convictions. Sound about right?
What's in the mug? You got it. Bone Frog Coffee. There's a new, there's two new blends of Bone Frog Coffee. Number one, Zen Frog is now decaf, but not in the gross way. Okay, the normal uh, decaf process involves using a whole bunch of chemicals to remove the caffeine from the beans, which are naturally in it. That's why they're, that's why they're so cherished by people like me. So Zen Frog is known for being a light roast, but it is not light in taste. It's, it's a rich-bodied coffee. In fact, if you were to serve it to me, I would liken uh, Zen Frog, the taste of that, the full-bodied nature of that, the, uh, the I, 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 I don't know, I don't do the dark, nutty thing. I just think it's great coffee. I would liken that to the best of some of the medium blends. But now it's decaf, and they use the Swiss water system to remove the caffeine rather than these chemicals that's on one spectrum so if you don't need the caffeine or you don't need it in the afternoon at zen frog you get that at bonefrog.us and we want tim and uh, his team tim's a 25 year navy veteran and navy seal we want them to have a stellar christmas if you've tried the coffee and you love the zen frog but you don't want the caffeine make that into a subscription at bonefrog.us on the whole other side of the spectrum none of us well that's not true some of you have lived in the cone of death. Those are the people who are the door kickers going house to house on military missions, some of the most dangerous work that exists. To honor that, there's now a door kicker brand, and wouldn't you know it, it has the highest level of caffeine of any of the Bone Frog brands. Nothing has changed in terms of the principles. It's not going to. 10% of proceeds still go to help the families of fallen Navy SEALs, other special operators. The bags still say God Country Team. You still go to bonefrog.us. And so this year you've tried the coffee and you've loved it. How about getting in for a subscription? Drink the coffee, knowing God Country teams on the bag, knowing that it is Navy SEAL owned, that they hire vets every opportunity they get. And bonefrog.us, you know that you have a square deal between Tim Cruikshank and the Totterman Show. Bonefrog.us. So that would have been the coverage. I don't think there's any debate that that would have been the coverage, but you live in a controlled media environment. And again, I can turn to the example of Tucker Carlson uh, because he is the one person I think in what you could call mainstream media. And some people would call the old media rush. God rest him called it the drive by media. I don't think he said that about Fox, but you can look at Tucker now talking about uh, Zelensky, Vladimir Zelensky. And this is another thing in our controlled media environment. So he's, he's Times Person of the Year. Why is he banning churches? Why is he banning entire faiths? Why are we sending $100 billion to a guy who's going around and, in, and banning Orthodox churches? Um, that's what we stand with. Because in the controlled media environment, that's not known by most people. And if you go back to the Griner story and you go back to this, the entire focus of the Mockingbird media is now on this, that Brittany Griner would have been released earlier if she was white. So that's, it's not enough that she's released now. Then we have this, Brittany Griner would have been released earlier were it not for the disgusting pay disparity of the WNBA. And anybody who's ever studied this knows that the WNBA doesn't make any money. Not compared to the NBA. I, don't, I know one person in my life And I used to live in a WNBA town. I know one person in my life who's ever attended a WNBA game. I know a woman, in fact, who's one of the owners of the team. I guess in that way, I'm sure Gail's been to every single game. I haven't talked to her in a decade, but I know her. So here's how 
Joe Biden, you know, Joe Biden talked about her. Here's how the spokeslier of the White House, who has her job because she somehow figured out she's a woman, don't know how she did that, and she identifies as black. Treat Paul Whelan differently given the nature of the total, totally illegitimate charges they have levied against Paul. Unfortunately, the choice became to either bring Brittany home or no one. As the president said this morning, he will he will never stop working to secure Paul's release and return home, and he will not give up. On a personal note, Brittany is more than an athlete, more than an Olympian. She is an important role model and inspiration to millions of Americans, particularly the LGBTQI plus Americans and women of color. She should never have been detained by Russia. And uh, we are, I am, deeply proud of the work that the president has done. (laughs) Um, She's a role model. Why? Why? I guess you could say that for any athletes in defense of the spokes liar. I, I don't view athletes as role models unless you want to be an athlete. And you want to look at their at their you know their work habits and, and their staying healthy habits and training habits and mental acuity habits and all that. Sure, in terms of profession, go ahead and make them a, a role model. If you've met them and you know them to be people who support young people and live with good morals and follow the Lord and that, then that's a great opportunity for make them a role model. But Brittany Griner is also someone who's deeply, deeply ungracious and deeply ungrateful about the country in which she lives. That's that's not role model territory. It's just not because being ungrateful and finding no way to have gratitude in your heart is a great way to make you absolutely miserable throughout your life if you're unable to show that you're grateful. And what we see in so much of this and what we see in so much of the way this stuff is unfolding in regard to censorship and what Elon Musk has shown is we see this lack of gratitude, but we see something else. We look at the series of things that they banned on Twitter. They banned discussion of hydroxychloroquine. It works. They banned the discussion of ivermectin. It works. There's now almost 250 clinical studies peer-reviewed showing it works. They banned us talking about the blatant fact that has never changed. It has never been different. That the COVID injections do not stop transmission or infection. Now they've banned in August. Um, no, Elon says he's unbanning the fact that these things are harmful, that they're all too often deadly. They're finally allowing now the blood clot discussion to go on to some degree, right? But you look at the things that they banned and they're blatant truths. You look at things they banned around the election. And when President Trump used the word rigged, if you go into the Twitter files on how they banned Trump, Trump raised the fact that in one of the states, 50,000 ballots were shipped out that had all these problems getting counted. They went to people who didn't request them. Trump put that up on Twitter. There was this internal discussion. Can we, can we ban them now? Can we ban them now? And they're getting ready to ban them. And then someone came along and said, hey, it turns out that's true. They were that anxious to ban them. But you look at the questions that people were asking about the election that got people banned or shadow banned or had <laughs> had 50,000 followers taken them from, from them, like me. Here's one of the questions that I'm sure led to me getting this big Twitter penalty. Hey, I thought they were going to stop counting. Hey, why did they wait until everybody left the building to pull these big cases of ballots out in Georgia? 
Why did they wait until they pretended that there was this water leak? There was no water leak. There was that no one was going to drown. There was no water main. That was a blatant lie. When we were asking these questions, these are reasonable questions that anyone should ask to be skeptical about anything. And what Twitter has, what Elon has purchased in Twitter is in fact a, a crime zone. But here's the shift and it's phenomenal to watch. The same people, including a friend of mine, Eric Erickson's national talk show host. Eric's a very, very good man, incidentally. Uh, Eric is a great family man and wonderfully kind human being to his friends. And, and Eric was good enough to get on Twitter and admit that he never believed he never believed that Twitter was shadow banning. If I were sitting with Eric when he said that, I would have, I, I, I mean, as, as much as I like the guy, I would have been, I, I don't know that I could have stopped from laughing in his face. Are you kidding me? Absolutely, there was shadow banning. He admits now he got that wrong. But when we see this, and we see people who cannot see the truth, they cannot see that they're banning the truth. It just brings to mind the, 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 the discussion in John 9 in the Bible. And this is where John, where, where the Lord Jesus heals a, a man who is born blind. And I won't go through the whole thing, but it, it's the, Jesus sees this man. He sees that he's been blind from birth. And some of the Lord's followers say, you know, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? And the Lord Jesus said, neither this man nor his parents sinned. But this happened so that the works of God might be displayed in him. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming and no one can work. While I'm in the world, I am the light of the world. And so he goes to the guy and he, he cures his blindness. And in the telling in John, the Lord spits into the, uh, the dirt, makes mud, puts it on his eyes. And, and this man's now eyes are opened. And what's fascinating about this is when the Pharisees find out that the man can now see, they don't, they don't go to the Lord Jesus and say, hey, can we learn from you? How did you do that? This is an amazing sign. This is an amazing sign and wonder. They got angry. And in interviewing the man, they, they asked him. They, they, they brought the guy into interview. How did he do this? And he says, I don't know. I don't know how he did it. He just did it. And they want the man to confess that, well, he's a sinner. And the man effectively says, well, I, I don't know if he's a sinner or not, because how could a sinner do this? I think he's a prophet. How could a sinner heal me? I've been blind from birth. And the Pharisees make this concerted effort, having seen this, to go after the Lord Jesus. They brought this man once in front of the Pharisees, and they bring him back, and they summoned them. And this is now the text, John 9, 24, starting in 24. A second time they summoned the man who'd been blind. Give glory to God by telling the truth, they said. We know this man is a sinner. He replied, whether he's a sinner or not, I don't know. One thing I do know, I was blind, but now I see. Then they asked him, what did he do to you? How did he open your eyes? He answered, I've told you already, and you do not listen. Why do you want to hear it again? Do you want to become his disciples too? And they hurled insults at him and said, you're this fellow's disciple. We're disciples of Moses. We know that God spoke to Moses. But as for this fellow, we don't even know where he comes from. And the man answers, now that, I love this. The man answers, now that is remarkable. You don't know where he comes from, yet he opens my eyes. We know that God does not listen to sinners. He listens to the godly person who does his will. Nobody has ever heard of opening the eyes of a man born blind. This man, were not, if this man were not from God, he could do nothing. And the Pharisees can't see it. 
And this is what's so remarkable about this this censorship drive in not just in not just in social media, but across the board. People are doing this unable to see you're banning truth. And there's no better example of this than this woman who is um, she's a Nobel Prize winner. And she is um, being she's written the book. Now she's on PBS. We played some of her last week. Her name is Maria Risa Ressa. And she's from the Philippines, and she's written a book, and she's getting a lot of airtime talking about what social media has done to the Philippines and issuing a warning to the United States. Why do you say that the Philippines is the canary in the coal mine and that democracies around the world need to pay attention to what has happened there? It already has spread all around the world. I mean, just look at what happened in the United States in January 6th and then look at the kinds of, of the way identity politics has been hit with information operations splintering American society. It's almost like when you look at what's happened, you have Russian disinformation and information operations able to go to the molecular level of American democracy. This this is what's happened anywhere around the world where these American social media platforms, and now you're going to have to add TikTok, but where the technology has insidiously manipulated us. and, And the and the book lays out all the data. It is. Yeah, except it doesn't. Because this is the same woman who believes that the only time there's been violence in the United States Capitol was on January 6th. This is a woman who still believes that President Trump was manipulated by Russia, who still believes that the, the, the election had massive Russian interference who works, is in the offices of PBS. PBS, who said, their ombudsman said, they answered questions from viewers and readers. Why are we not reporting on the Hunter Biden laptop? Because we're not going to waste our readers and viewers' times on, time on things that is not news. We're not going to discuss something that didn't happen. She can't see this now in the light of all that's been revealed. She can't see that it wasn't just the naked pictures of Hunter. It was the entire story because it all led back to Joe Biden. And it's the same with PBS. It's the same with Twitter. It's the same with Facebook. It's the same with YouTube. You live in a controlled media environment with very, very, very few exceptions. There are entire... Uh, there, there are entire radio stations of conservative hosts who are not allowed to say specific things. And in my judgment, they can still do their jobs. They can still tell you things, but they can't say it in a certain way. But there's opinions they cannot express. There are opinions in talk radio that people cannot express. I'm not saying across the board. I actually don't know how widespread it is. It might be very localized. I don't know. I know there's instances of what's called the right-left equilibrium. You can go this far on the right, this far on the left, but past that you can't say things. And again, I assume that it's very localized because I was on the biggest radio show in the world. God bless Rush for many years and never, ever, ever did the hand of censorship come up. Not once, not one time. And I was just stinking filling. I was just a filling and it didn't come up. So I'm hoping that it's not widespread. So Mike Lindell had made the uh, had kind of floated the idea of running to be RNC chair, and, and I hope he doesn't. I, I really do. I think that Mike Lindell is so much better off for us in the position of of demonstrating something for us. First, they came for Mike Lindell. Now I I know that they went to other people first. 
I use that phrase, that, that, that construction of a phrase to remind us that you might not be affected by this, but they'll get to you. They'll get to your small business. I think that Mike does such a service to the country by showing, hey, look, I have the armor of God on, and they've, they've wanted to destroy me, and they're not getting it done. And I truly think it's because Mike Lindell puts his faith in God. And, and, and more than that, more than that, that he lives that way, more than that, that he confesses Jesus on a daily basis. So I believe he has that protection, which allows him in the face of all this oppression to, well, you could say quadruple down, quadruple down. No, that's four. What's, what's quintuplet? Sextruplet. He's sextruplet down. That's a terrible way to say it. I'm talking about the six-piece towel set with Made in the USA cotton. Uh, I washed and dried the towels again. They are still 100% as absorbent. They haven't lost a tick, not a not a hint of their softness. Same with the washcloths. These come with two towels, two hand towels, and then two washcloths, this two-pack. You order this before December 25th, and that is coming up. Gee, wow. It's around the corner. That's coming up. And the 60-day money-back guarantee is extended all the way through March 1st, 2023. So you can have the same exact towels that maintain their softness, their absorbency, and they back up a guy who backed us up. It's a six-piece towel set for MyPillow, regularly $89.98, now for only $39.98 at MyPillow.com slash Herman. Use promo code Herman. There you'll find deep discounts on all MyPillow products. Get your six-piece MyPillow towel set for only $39.98. Shop MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. That's MyPillow.com slash Herman, promo code Herman. You live in a controlled media environment. Here's more proof. This is a guy who works out of Russia. Uh, right now. His name is Jeremy LaFrado. He's a reporter. On Twitter, he writes, this morning, the New York Times reported that Moscow has erected digital barricades and blocked access to social media. The author fails to give any examples. I'm here in Moscow. Can tweet, visit Facebook, Instagram, WhatsApp, and Telegram. Now, maybe he works for Putin. Maybe he doesn't. I don't know. But I know this. This is a sentence that the New York Times wrote in their own newspaper, on their own site, with their own hands. After Moscow erected a digital barricade in March, blocking access to independent news sites and social media platforms to hide information about its unfolding invasion of Ukraine, many Russians looked for a workaround. This is the New York Times criticizing digital blockades. That's the New York Times aghast that Russia has erected what they call digital blockades. This is the New York Times who is not joining Elon Musk in releasing all this internal information. No, because you live in a controlled media environment. They, they, They can't see that they are the same thing. They cannot see that they are the enemy they seek. And if they can see it, they're, they're left unable to care. Now, you just begin to unwind this, and I want to remind you of something about Barack Hussein Obama. Mm-mm-mm. When he was in the White House, he floated the idea of putting government observers in newsrooms. Do you remember this? This is a true story. Barack Hussein Obama mm-mm-mm, looked at, I know that's a Russism, God bless Rush, looked at putting government observers in newsrooms to make sure that stories were reported with balance and fairness. not He didn't say to make sure, to see how that happened. 
What was he doing? It was a trial balloon. Can we normalize the idea of government observers crafting news? His hope was that people wouldn't find out or they wouldn't notice or they wouldn't care. You know who didn't protest? The New York Times. And if they did, it was a very light protest. You know who didn't scream from the rooftops? CNN. And if they screamed, it was from a low rooftop at a very low level. You know who did protest? People like me. You had the White House under Barack Hussein Obama kick out the photography, the, the, the White House Photography Bureau. I mean, probably the AP you know, uh, photographers. So Barack Obama's entire image was crafted by his personal photographer. Now, in that case, the AP did, in fact, file a grievance. In that case, they did, in fact, fight against that and try to stop it. But to no avail, he kept doing that. That's why he had all these beautiful, beautiful pictures of Barack Hussein Obama at all these pristine moments, because it was his own personal photographer. So they began creating this. this, It was obvious on its face what they're trying to do. They're trying to normalize this. So now when you look into Twitter, it's, they still haven't succeeded in normalizing it. But you look at this. There's this guy named Jack Baker. So Jack Baker, Baker was at the FBI, surprise, 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 a lawyer. He was deeply involved in Russiagate. He was deeply involved in the Alpha Bank hoax. And this hoax is so underreported. You know what this hoax was? Team FBI, DOJ, Hillary, it was Hillary's team, got a backdoor link into White House DNS servers. They, they, they hacked. The people who claimed Putin hacked our elections, they hacked the servers to create a link to Alpha Banks, which was uh, Alpha Bank, a Russian bank, which was part of this hoax. They planted evidence. And this is some of the evidence that Michael Sussman, disgraced FBI guy, took to the DOJ. And a Sussman, of course, shockingly, was let off by a jury in Washington, D.C. And from there on, this guy went into what is effectively an adjunct of the intelligence community, something called lawfare. So this guy then went to Twitter. And it was he and a small team of people who, without Elon's knowledge, Elon Musk apparently said something like, I want all the Hunter Biden stuff on my desk. According to Elon, this guy placed himself between the owner of the company and the treasure trove of information about Hunter Biden in the internal discussions and about the banning of Donald Trump and about Jan 6, etc. All this stuff is coming out. So this former FBI guy said, no, give it to me first. I will filter it before it gets to Elon, according to Elon Musk. And he may have deleted evidence. He may have deleted files. And remember this. It was not that long ago that Mint Press ran an article about all the FBI agents. This was in June 1st, 2022. All the FBI agents that Twitter was hiring. And all these meetings that took place. There were weekly meetings with the Department of Homeland Security. There were weekly meetings with the FBI. And we're to believe there's not. 
the same thing with TV. We're to believe the same meetings don't happen with the New York Times and the Washington Post. Of course they do. And here's the thing. You know what's most disturbing about all this to me? Most disturbing? Yes, they rigged an election. That's, that's very disturbing. It's un-American. It's unconstitutional. It's, it, it, people should be in prison. But you know what else they're doing? They're working together to hack the minds of Americans. That's the most disturbing part. Back to what Chris Bray points out. They've created an environment where if you are willing to speak observable, testable, falsifiable truth, you are an outcast. And if you dare break down a wall, and this is why they hate libs of TikTok, if you dare break down a wall, they'll come for you. The woman who runs... Uh, the woman who runs lives of TikTok is now blamed every time there is a shooting in a person who's same-sex attracted or identifies as the wrong sex. Anytime a sad case is one of those people's lives are taken, it's lives of TikTok's fault. You know what her actual crime is? Her actual crime is breaking down the psycho, the, the psyop wall. Here's the psyop wall. People in the left live in a bubble where all these insane thoughts are mainstreamed. Oh, of course Jesus was transgender. Of course he was. Oh, everybody knows that. Oh, the Bible doesn't speak about this or that. And Oh, well, of course Christians are racist. Yeah, the, the whole Christian faith is based upon racism. Oh, yes, America was founded on racism. Everybody knows that. The country was founded to have a place for slavery. That's how it was founded. You know, men are women. And they live in these environments. And this is, this is broadcast to them every day. And people in that, in that information stream, oh, like and, and retweet. And oh, yes, this is perfectly normal. And what Libs of TikTok does, and this is why they're so very dangerous. And this is why the party hates them. And this is why they had to be dealt with the way they were. Is because she simply takes their content out of their content stream and puts it into the pool of content for people who are not similarly abused mentally. Tucker Carlson. The person who runs Libs of TikTok joins us now by phone. I sure appreciate your coming on. So um, you must have had some sense that you were being, well, you were suspended multiple times, but that you were being censored in ways they weren't telling you. Did you, did you sense this was happening? Hi, Tucker. Great to be back. Um, yes, you. I absolutely sense that I was being censored. Um, I have a very large account. Um, not, I, I, was, I never was able to trend, and now we find out I was on a trend blacklist. There were sometimes days or weeks at a time where I felt like my tweets were getting much less engagement than usual than they should. And um, I think now it's clear that there was suppression and there were shadow banning what's so infuriating about this specific example is that you were reporting i mean you weren't and and our viewers can verify this for themselves if they just go onto your account you're you're not actually putting a lot of your own views in here you're disseminating reported material whose authenticity no one doubts so you're doing what the New York Times claims it does, but you're actually doing it unlike them. 
What could possibly be the justification for censoring you? Well, I think it's clear that their views, when spread, they don't stand up to scrutiny. And um, when I spread their views in their own words, they don't want you to see it because they don't stand up to scrutiny. And it makes them look bad. And that's what they're really scared of. And that was the Twitter phenomenon. That was why when you could go on and say something as banal as girls in high school shouldn't have to compete against male athletes, you could say something as banal as that and be threatened and have people, LOL, you're so far behind the science. Hey, do you even read? You could say something like, hey, couldn't we just have voter ID? Oh my gosh, don't you know how racist is? It's proven. It's proven to be racist. Or you say something like, hey, you know what? I'm not a big fan of President Trump's personality, but man, he sure has kept his promises. You're a racist. That's the Twitter phenomena. That's the YouTube phenomena. That's the Facebook phenomena. See, we can go get all the public documents, all the email discussions, all of that. What needs to be done on the social media side is to get to the heart of how the algorithm splits minds, creates one world for us, one world for the liberals and the communists, etc. And then there's this on the major media side, the TV side. They took government money. Every single network took and takes government money to push the mRNA injections. That means they're federal vendors. I'm going to say this till the day the Lord calls me home. When they started taking federal monies to pimp the mRNA injections, they became federal vendors. In any other case where there's a federal vendor, the federal government is not shy about coming along and saying, we get to look at everything you've ever done because now you're a federal vendor. We get to go make sure that you spent our money wisely. If Republicans in Congress do not follow that path, they're not serious about ever changing what is something President Trump said that at the time really rubbed me the wrong way because of its historical significance. But he was exactly right. Far too many in journalism are, in fact, enemies of the people. This is the Todd Herman Show. Please go be well, be strong, be kind, and remember that even in the time as the Lord Jesus walked amongst us, there were people who could not and in fact would not see the truth.